Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrorist gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that has involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Well, good afternoon, listeners around the globe. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart, and welcome to a grey, cold, cool, cool, not cold, cool, Saturday afternoon, South Bermondsey, for the visit of Swindon Town. I've literally just sat down from selling the fanzine outside. We've sold out, which is good, as it's all in aid of the Melzer Kids Hospice. We'll be back on sale again before the Doncaster midweek game, a few weeks' time. Referee's just got us underway. Swindon Town attacking the cold blow lane end in this first half. It's Ferguson on the attack here, on the left-hand side. Crossing the, in the box, he's put behind an early corner. One minute gone. So let's get this fucking team right. Jordan Archer in goal with the back line. Carlos Edwards, Tony Craig, Mark Beavers, Joe Martin. Uh, midfield, Aidan O'Brien, George Saville, Sean Williams, Shane Ferguson. Up front, Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison. No place today for Fred, who I presume sits on the bench at the moment. Having a bit of a debate about Fred outside, selling the mag. Um, as to whether he is indeed the real deal, or is he at a fork in the road? The old proverbial fork in the road, listeners. One fork leading off to um, stardom, to the Premier League, Arsenal, Spurs. The other fork in the road leading to lower league mediocrity, to Barnet, to Orient, places like that. Which one will he take? That's the big question. He's got the capacity to take the, the uh, Premier League fork, and he's also got the capacity or the... The, uh, the lack of wherewithal at times to take the other one. It's up to him. The work side of the game is his, is his issue. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit flustered, listeners. But honestly, it's a bit of a bit of a rush to um, finish up selling outside, get in the ground, take your ablutions, as one does, and then get yourself sat in the uh, seat, ready to do something like a coherent commentary on a football match. I'm not sure that old um, Richard Keyes and Andy Gray have this issue. They get all the easy stuff, don't they? They get to sit in a nice warm studio making sexist comments about flibbity-gibbet assistants, interns and the like. Not me. I'm out here in the real world rough. 
There's Jules Savile in the middle of the park, spraying the ball around nicely so far. We've only got four minutes, four and a half minutes on, on my counter. But he's looking um, arrogant, arrogant. Can't remember him that well from his previous incarnation at Millwall. Um, a very slight boy, I remember from previous times. He's still small, but he looks like he's got a bit more about him this time. Fantastic spray ball wide on the left-hand side from Jules Saville there. He finds Martin, puts a decent-looking cross in towards Steve Morrison. Tips over the bar by the yellow-clad Swindon goalkeeper. Six minutes, first opportunity of the game. A loping kind of cross. It seemed to take an age to reach Morrison's head. His header also had a kind of a loping kind of quality to it and tipped well over the bar by the Swindon goalkeeper. That was a chance, opportunity, Millwall. Looped in, there's a header on the bar. Head of Steve Morrison, flick on by Aiden LeBlanc, cleared off the line. It's going to be a goal kick. Going to be a goal kick. Two opportunities in short order. Mill looking like the home side here. Aiden LeBlanc flicks the ball on now to Steve Morrison, who shoots on the volley ambitiously from the uh, right-hand corner of the penalty area. It goes high over the bar, but it was ambitious. You can't fault him for his ambition. I've had no chance to do any kind of pre-match research into Swindon. I'm going to guess at uh, mid-table mediocrity, like a bit like ourselves at the moment. Um, last time we played them, of course, was five years ago in that fateful, also grey, cold afternoon in May in 2010 at Wembley Stadium, playoff final, League One playoff final, which finished happily that day, thanks to a full Robinson goal. Was it in the first half he scored? Mill prevailing 1-0 on the day. Is um, crossed by Savile into the box, dangerous looking cross, cleared, um, which could have been also different if uh, Charlie Austin had uh, not hit that bobble in the turf on that breakaway late in the game to potentially tie it to one each. But as it was, he went blasted wide and Moore went on to win the game, one more, and promotion to five years of progressive championship increasing misery. But who's to know it's going to end up that way when we went up? So as I say, no research into Swindon. I don't know any of their players. I don't know managers them. And this is a Millwall show, so you don't really care, actually, do you? This is why you listen to this show and not any um, you know, alternative, because I do fuck all research and I don't know who they are. I don't know who manages them. I don't know anything about their perform. I can't pretend to. There we are. Saddle passing the ball very well, listeners. 15 minutes coming up in the game. Um... Mill certainly making more of the possession when Swindon have got possession so far they've basically looked to pass it back and forth along the back line then punt it long with no great aim we do at least have some purpose to our possession this is Joe Martin down in front of me here he puts a dinky little cross in his flicks on looks like uh, really weighing it through to Aidan O'Brien could be on by another corner for either number three Swindon three um, so yeah, our, our, we've looked at the brighter side so far, our, our possession has been purposeful and in Savile we seem to have discovered a, a midfielder who can spray the ball around. I like it, I like what I'm seeing. Sean Ferguson, falls to, oh, Tony Craig on the edge of the penalty here, a corner, put over the bar by Tony Craig on 16 minutes. Goalkeeper being pulled up for taking his time over the goal kick there. Um, early on in the game to be doing that, that's for sure. Swindon keeping the ball quite nicely now. They've, they've sprayed the passes around, worked a position about halfway inside the mill half. Um, and then the final ball is going straight. That, that last ball by them there was straight to Carlos Edwards. And here come Mill on the break. Here's Aiden O'Brien going down the right-hand side. 17 and a half minutes on my clock. O'Brien pushes it through. Lee Gregory. 1-0 Lee Gregory! 
defence, they Brian down the right hand side, short pass inside the, the uh, Swindon penalty area, Lee Gregory, who slots home off the Swindon goalkeeper, 1-0, Millwall. It's gone for that opening goal. Nice move out of defence. Showing Swindon really how you keep possession and what you do with it. Mill got their nose in front. And now it's Millwall's turn to take an eternity to reform to kick off. It's been done to us more than enough. So it's, you feel guilty for wanting it for yourself, don't you? Because you know it's wrong. But anyway, there we are. One nil Millwall. O'Brien gets a nice tackle and he gets penalised. So he's going to get a yellow card for that. But he made the 27 pay for his impudence in taking the ball off of him now. That's good to see. You know, you can't do it again because he's on a yellow card now. But the impudent fellow took a, took a clattering for his troubles. Swindon on the attack. Swindon on... Swindon, I said there, didn't I? I said Swindon. It's Swindon on the attack here. The, um, playing the ball around the 27 on the edge of the penalty area. Passing the ball around quite well without any great end product. And Mill clear it. Yes, they do clear it. Well, with Aidan O'Brien. I can't keep on Swindon, can I? I've got to stop. That's just stupid. It's one of, the, one of my downfalls, listeners, is I get a good joke and then I flog it to death. My, my wife would tell you this. I can't leave it alone. So it's, the, the horse has not been only flogged. It's, uh, it's in the ground, dead and buried. I'm still flogging it. So I'll stop calling him Swindon now. I'm calling him Swindon. Um, so, yeah, we've dominated proceedings so far. Passed the ball out quite nicely. Swindon have passed the ball at times with, um, you know, with... with, with they passed the ball around well, but their final ball going forwards has been somewhat lacking. No good value for their one goal lead so far. Fantastic tackle by Steve Morrison, he's free in the box. Fantastic save by the goalkeeper there. Nice interplay, uh, Steve Morrison won the chance with a, a forward tackle. Little one-two of Aiden O'Brien, his shot was low and uh, to the left of the uh, goal. And the, uh, I think he's a French goalkeeper, they got, he got down well low there to make a good save. Well played, Steve Morrison, well played French goalkeeper. 25 minutes gone. Nice take by Lee Gregory on the run there, he's done well, beats his man. Gregory cuts into the penalty area from the left-hand side. Ball down towards O'Brien, shoots his side. by Lee Gregory, fantastic work down the right by him. The ball falls away to Brian, shoots from the edge of the penalty area from the right-hand side, blasts it in off the goalkeeper, 2-0. Mill will in control this game now, listeners. 25, 26 minutes coming up. This is more like it. This is Mill at home, this is what we want. Ain't no Brian, like a man said. Fantastic strike by Aiden O'Brien, power shot from the edge of the penalty area, right hand side, near the corner of the penalty area, on target, hard, the goalkeeper could do no more and get a fist to it and push it into the net, fantastic. Mill can press on from here, I think press on from here listeners, there's more goals in this for us. 28 minutes looming, Mill on fire at the moment listeners, on fire. Joe Martin wins his Mill Spurs with a clattering challenge there, the referee's thinking about a yellow card but he leaves him, 32 went flying there. But uh, there they are, he's made his mark at the den. That's all players must in the end. I don't know what I'm rabbiting on about, all players must in the end. What's that all about? Lionel Messi's never made his mark in, at the den, and he's not exactly uh, a slouch in the game, is he? And neither is Xavi and Iniesta. But anyway, there you know what I mean, you know what I'm on about, don't you? One of those games where Mills midfield are the first to every loose ball. They're winning the, winning the tackles, 
and we're the first in, in on any straight pass where the Mill shirt gets in front of the red shirt. It's it's a it's good to see, listeners. We, we just look sharper today. We look we look on on song. Um, Savile and Joe Martin so far for me have been the two key players for Millwall up front um, we're, we're working space nicely Lee Gregory done well for that first goal and Aidan O'Brien obviously we know about his talent already he did well to take that second but key players for me so are George Savile and Joe Martin coming down the left George Savile in the centre Joe Martin down the left two standouts so far it's Shane Fergus on the left Another deep cross, he's trying to find Steve Morrison. Morrison takes it on the chest. Oh, inches wide! Inches wide on the left-hand post, that would have been 3-0. Fantastic work by Steve Morrison, crossing the box. He took it on his chest, won the space. Unlucky to just miss by inches, dear listeners. 32 minutes. Mill doing very, very well to... Um, they're conceding a lot of ball time to Swindon, but they're doing nothing of it beyond passing around and then trying to work an opening of space. Mill contain them very well. Two banks of four defenders and tackling from the front row back, as we've said a few times. It's, it's a bit of a masterclass in how you um, can concede possession um, and yet still look the more dangerous side when you do get it. We, I suppose you'd call it once upon a time away tactics at home, but it's, we're looking to break out of defence. We're not looking so much to take the game to Swindon, but we're waiting for them to come to us and counter-punch. Um, it's a, it's a sea, philosophical sea change. A philosophical sea change for the Millwall crowd. Um, and as long as it's successful, we'll accept it, I suppose. But at the moment, Millwall very much in control of this game. It's about 36 minutes gone here. Steve Morrison on the right-hand side. Now he cuts in beautifully. Well down the right-hand side. It's across the Swindon box. One touch. We'll put that in, listeners. One touch. That's all he needed. Moore looking on fire at the moment. 40 minutes. All falls loose. Steve Morrison. Goalkeeper kicks it loose. It falls back to Morrison. Good to Swindon. Keep defender. Makes a last ditch stand. Um, it's coming thick and fast. This is, I ain't got a fucking words. I put two on in my mouth. There's another chance to Millwall Swindon win the respite of a throw I'm really sorry I missed half of that opportunity there it was an opportunity that fell to Steve Morrison um, goalkeepers all over the place he managed to get a foot to it and clear it madhouse it's a madhouse there have been a couple of moves at Swindon maybe they've been looking to play uh, past players through the middle they've been easily cut out well well cut out not easy none of it's easy but well cut out by the middle defence as well um, this is a day where the midfield and forward line are dominating but the defence has also done its bit and it deserves mention long punt forward there towards Steve Morrison takes on the chest he's waiting for handball not been given by the Swindon defender he was looking for a penalty there and he looks he looks convinced 43 minutes Millwall winning every ball forward at the moment. There's Lee Gregory on the edge of the penalty area, fighting for it. Retaining possession, does very, very well. Lee Gregory done very, very well. Carlos now, from crosses of docks. No one in there. Unlucky, as the man said to me next, to me in my, in my block here. Millwall really, really playing well, listeners. Dominating proceedings. And they'll get a round of applause when they go off at half-time from the, after this half of football. Have a fantastic tackle there by Joe Martin. Mark that down, that name down, listeners. Joe Martin. I think the man who just, <laughs> just praised him. He makes a bad pass. First one of the half. I was just going to praise him. I still think he's done very, very well. Fantastic tackle there. He's really slotted into the left-back role. And we look a lot more natural and a lot more well set up now. But here's Swindon late in the half. 17 all the way forwards. We need to break this up. Savile's in with a tackle there. The referee calls half-time. Fantastic show by Mill in that first half. Mill leading it 2-0 at the break. 
listen to the applause. Um, the crowd are really enjoying what's been a virtuoso display by um, George Savile. I think for me, the man of the half, certainly. Mentions in, dis in dispatches also for Joe Marshall on the left. But really, it's been a, it's been a team performance. Jordan Archer's had very little to do in goal. Steve Morrison, Lee Gregory, Aidan O'Brien up front, working as a threesome and um, tackling from the front backwards. It's been a really, really good show by Mill in that first half. Excellent value for the 2 0 lead at the break. Achtung, Mailball. Few tweets for you, listeners. One from Lee here, delusional hope. Lee he says it's a brilliant day. So far, the only crap has been the paper that CPL magazine was printed on. <laughs> like it. We had to use, we had to, um, we had to fall back on my old home printer. So um, I also got some recycled paper in, which um, I quite like it. Actually, it's got like a rough old newspapery type feel, and I quite like it. It gives you a real retro old school fanzine feeling rather than the glossy one we've been using of late. Um, the reason we had to do that was that I, I was too uh, lax in my um, l uploading of the of the PDF file to the printers so I've had to print it off of my home printer uh, which is fine, I used to always used to do it that way. But it does give you a rougher and readier feeling for the magazine I personally like it glossy, I like it silky smooth listeners but some like it rough I hear out there and um, that's what we gave them this week but uh, nice, nice comment there by Delusional Hope Lee the Lions Live Radio is giving 7s and 8s out of 10 all round for the whole mill side there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I can't think of anyone that's let us down. Jordan Archer may be the only person that had the opportunity to show a 7 out of, a seven out of 8 out of 10 performance. You know, not had any work to do. Tony Hill says, yeah, def definitely a good performance. Looking good. Harris is slowly putting his stamp onto this squad. I think you're right there, Tony. I do agree. And what struck me is um, watching the Swindon side, the way they're coming at us, they're, they're falling into the trap that we fell into at times in recent times of possession football with no end purpose. So they actually passed the ball quite nicely, but their final ball has been wanting big time. And obviously they've got to get past us, and we're, we're the first to the ball today. We're, we're making the tackles, we're getting in between the red shirt and the goal line, and it's, they're finding it very hard. Jay Shaw, Jay Zon says, simple movement, simple football, simply sublime. I, I'd agree with that, Jay. It's been one of the most um, refreshing refreshing halves of football we've seen in many a long moon at, at Millwall and one pre-match one here from Henshaw um, being searched by a steward coming into Millwall FC offends me more than anything else in my life absolute fucking cunts he says um, I, I know what you mean Henshaw I, I object to it too one of the things that struck me coming here today I always bring a bag with me because I'm a sad old cunt that has to sell fanzines so I always bring a, a man bag in with me yeah I know I know I know anyway they always want to search me like I'm bringing in a brick a house brick or something I'm going to chuck on the pitch um, it's always interesting who they search now in general I, I, to an extent I get it why they might search me but they will search any female coming in with a bag as well it's the standard procedure it's a jobs worst mentality Bill and um, I, I know I get your offence your sense of offence I feel it too and I'm searched a lot I'm probably one of the most regularly searched people coming in here because in general I've got my Shoreditch man bag on me full of um, full of old magazines and badges and stuff like that and the, ma and the, the microphone it does offend it, it is a problem they're searching people for no particular cause of the fact they're carrying a bag and leaving people that um, well 
I'd like to know what the, uh, the, the slinging out figures are at this, this club now. I don't think that we're not going to get a sense of any trouble down here today. Uh, standing outside selling the magazine, there was Swindon fans, Millwall fans mingling. It's not going to kick off, Millwall. This is not an aggravating fixture. Why are you searching as a matter of course? Maybe if we're up against West Ham, maybe if there's a lot of faces in here, day tripper faces, we know what we're talking about. Maybe you search them. But why do we bother on a game like this, Millwall versus Swindon? Why are we searching our fans? And as Bill rightly says, here, Henshaw rightly says, causing fucking offence. That was the other main rural news in the week. Um, I did do some prep, but I just haven't looked at it. Um, was the uh, departure of John Marquis to Leighton Orient on loan. Um, has he or has he been given a fair crack at But we're always the question. I think there's a lot of different takes on this. A big part of me says that John was never given a fair crack at a whip at Millwall and in all probability never will get a fair crack at a whip and moving on, um, he shouldn't have come back from Gillingham, in fairness to the boy. I think a lot of people know John, he's a Millwall fan, he will remain a Millwall fan and it's been unfair on him to, uh, from a career point of view. I, I think he's probably got a, a, a niche in the game as a lower league striker. I don't think he's good enough to progress for above league one. But fair play to him, go to Leighton Orient, get some goals, get playing regularly and do your best, that's all we can ever do. So um, I wish John Marquis all the best at Leighton Orient. I think he has enough in him to be a decent league one, league two striker. I don't think it will be at Millwall though. I don't think it works for him here and I say um, good luck to him. And it will probably he won't be coming back I don't think. But fair play to the boy. Thank you for everything you have done John. I always think back to that um, brilliant headed um, and then rebounded chance against Aston Villa in the FA Cup run a couple of years ago. That was John's highlight of his, of his middle career really in many respects and um, he'll always have that won't he. So um, good luck to you John wherever you go on to from here mate. Speaking in the week to the new shopper, new shopper website, Neil Harris says he, he hopes to bolster Mill's squad with further loan moves. Well, certainly the loan signing of George Savile so far has been a fantastic move by Mill. I mean, obviously we're covering injuries to uh, Ed Upson and Jimmy Abdu, both out for the bulk of November. I think Abdu um, out till December. Uh, Savile so far has been a fantastic choice. So, so far, my man, I imagine, this game. Um, but clearly Neil is, is looking to the loan market to strengthen the squad. That's all to the good. Achtung, Mehlball. And we'll kick us off, second half, listeners. Attacking the cold blow lane ends. In the unfamiliar position of being two goals ahead and in control of a game. The cloud, the heavy grey cloud and the light fades. We are getting into the autumnal zone. Floodlights will be coming on soon, not on at the moment in the ground. But it will be coming soon. Swindon trying to pass the ball around in their own penalty area. Attacked immediately by an array of blue shirts. And uh, you know, Brian wins the ball, but it's Jules Stavell over on the right-hand side. Mill doing well from the very start. We're not even one minute into the second half. We're straight on to the attack to uh, Sean Williams. Right-hand side of the Swindon penalty area. He plays it wide, finds Aidan O'Brien, who's crossed into the box. Deflected away. Is that going to be a throw by the 27? Mill starting the half as brightly as they left off in that first period. 47 minutes gone. Beautiful take and turn by Lee Gregory. Beautiful, he finds O'Brien. Oh, Ferguson over the bar. Ferguson over the bar. Beautiful take and turn by Lee Gregory. Crowd are pleading for the corner. Not going to get it. It's been given a goal kick. Ferguson shot over the bar there for four minutes into the second half. Real opportunity for Millwall. We're tearing this team apart at the moment. Every time we get the ball, we are looking dangerous going forwards. Beautiful pass through to Lee Gregory from Sean Williams. Gregory fires into the goalkeeper. 
Opportunity again for Millwall. Beautiful pass straight down the middle. Found Lee Gregory in space inside a penalty area. Only the goalkeeper to beat. Here's Sean Williams again. Whilst I'm rabbing it on. Little cherry into him at the moment. Aiden O'Brien on the right hand side. What can we do? He stops. He's, he's almost too much going on for the players at the moment. There's a one-two by um, Sean Williams and possession falls to Swindon. White floodlights come on for Millwall. If ever you want a sense of autumnal, autumn winters coming, do they say that in Game of Thrones? I don't know. I only watched one episode of Game of Thrones. There was some dwarf shagging um, like a prostitute in it and there's a dragon flying around I thought fuck this I'm not watching this programme but apparently one of the catchphrases in, in Game of Thrones is that winter is coming and winter really is coming but it's not much of a catchphrase because it comes every year really anyway coming up for 55 minutes gone in the match Mill very much in control Swindon still looking to pass the ball around they don't seem to have the ammunition to outpass us if we let this slip now we will kick ourselves listeners ball back across the uh, face of the goal there by Steve Morrison taken by the goalkeeper at the feet of the oncoming Lee Gregory who gets involved with a little bit of argy-bargy with the Swindon defender to chagrin of the cold blow lane end Goalkeeper stayed down. I think he's trying to claim a bit of an injury there. Simulation, I think they call it in the game. He's, he's up on his knees now. Simulation. As the tarpaulin flaps in the dark, darkening skies of Bermondsey, dirty from the rain and the wind of years of abandonment and neglect. Um, Swindon just starting to um, look a little bit more improved on that first half showing. The intelligent play here for Mill is just to contain them at the moment. Um, maybe stretch the game as it goes on. Not press forward too much with too much, um, you know, gung-ho. We are, we are two goals ahead. Here comes a free kick anyway. Whilst I do my effort, Gary Neville analysis, it falls to Steve uh, Morrison, bobbling around. It falls to Aiden LeBron, ball's on target. Gregory on, ooh, trying to get a header down on, on, on the line there, taken by the goalkeeper. Um, what's it now? 6.59 minutes, coming up towards 60. Mills remaining control. I just think we need to see out the next 10 minutes or so with no great incident, then stretch the game as it goes along. Here's Aina Bryan goes past the two defenders in the penalty area. Ball retained. He can't retain possession of critical moment on the box of the six yards. The box of the six yards. The six-yard box in real life. Just fell over the last one. There's a good run by Aiden O'Brien. 60 minutes on the clock now. Floated pass forward by Steve Morrison. Flies Lee Gregory. Shoots wide across the goal. Unlucky. That was unlucky. He took the ball on the volley. He blasted across the goal. Wide in the end, but that was the right choice. Well done, Lee Gregory there. Unlucky. 61 minutes. Savile just concedes a free kick to Swindon, centre midfield. Referee pulls it back, moving ball. One thing I will say for them, um, their heads have not dropped. They're two goals behind. A lesser team might have been dispirited by the middle display so far. Very much second best in this match so far. But their heads have not dropped. So fair play to them. We need to keep them out. The old monk chart returns, listeners. Nothing like in football. We'll make the substitution. Fred's coming into the game. Who's coming out there? Sean Ferguson. It is. Sean Ferguson coming out. So good applause on the 65th minute. And he's going to come Fred. Swindon get a chance to bring it away here as, as the 70th minute approaches. Ball forwards. Jordan Archer's down bravely on rushing forwards. Feet has gone for a goal kick. 
Going for a corner. Give him a corner. I thought it was a goal kick. 70th minute. That was um, probably Swindon's best break out of defence. They had a 16 was through on goal. Jordan Archer bravely at his feet and it's come off him for a corner. Let's, let's give the referee the benefit of doubt. We can be magnanimous. We're leading 2-0. And we're not savages, listeners. We're not savages. We will be magnanimous. Beautiful take and turn there by Lee Gregory overhead. Finds Aidan O'Brien down the left-hand side. He passes it inside to Jules Saville. Plays it wide to Steve Morrison. Works the space. Shoots from the edge of the penalty area into the top left-hand corner, but inches wide. Inches wide. Coming up for the 74th minute of the game, listeners. Fantastic interception by Mark Beavers. He's played well today. He's unnoticed today because today's storyline would be about the goals and the midfield and the forward line. But Mark Beavers in defence and, and to a lesser extent Tony Gregg have cut out some balls through that on other occasions may have caused us more grief. And today Mark Beavers has been first to the ball, just getting in front of the uh, on, oncoming def, uh, attacker. And he's, he's really putting a masterful performance. It's been a quiet, um, less less obvious performance by Mark Beavers. And to show that, I've even dropped my voice down a little bit into an art gallery mode. Did you notice that I did that? Art gallery mode, that's called, if you hear it again. Substitution in Lee Gregory's coming out of the game. Get a good round of applause. Good round of applause. Lee Gregory coming out on 78 minutes. Lee Martin's going to be coming in. Getting handshakes from his colleagues. Good round of applause from the, the, the Coblo Lane end and the halfway line here. And Lee Gregory earning the plaudits today. He's done very, very well. Some nice touches. Take a, a goal early on. Missed a couple of chances. So I won't, um, I won't say any more than that. But good, good applause for him. In comes Lee Martin. Oh, beautiful save from the oncoming. Who was that? Oncoming Aidan O'Brien. Beautiful save from his um, short-range shot there. That would have been three on, on another day. Unlucky Millwall. Seven minutes to go, 83rd minute of the match. Nice work by Mark Beavers there. Another through ball, attempted through ball. For the Swindon forward, cut out well by Mark Beavers. Nice tackle. Finds Sean Williams, more centrally placed. Lobs a kind of a, a cross towards Steve Morrison. Takes it on the chest. What can tomorrow do? It's the crossbar. Three. Oh, it's twice we've hit the post there. Ah, who was that? That was... Um, Saville hit the crossbar there from the rebound. Morrison's shot from the close range, tight angle. Seemed to me to hit the post. Falls to Saville, who shot blast against the crossbar. Fred now inside the penalty area. Fred shoots, lowered inside. Goalkeeper does well to take. He's actually performed quite well in the show in terms of shot stopping that goalkeeper in this second half. Well played him. Ironic cheers for the first shot on goal by Swindon Burn the whole game. A, a, a difficult chance in all fairness despite the piss taking it was a shot from distance and it bounced in front of Joel Nasher who took it in his chest took it well <laughs> Mill crowd um, using the opportunity for some fun at the Swindon travelling Swindon supports expense last few minutes of the match now injury time people leaving for home substitution Morrison coming out again Done very, very well for me again. Consistently doing well in this league. Late substitution here. Opportunity to take the applause of the crowd more than anything, I think. Listen to that. Pavey's coming. Alfred Pavey. Mill debut. One of our youth strikers. Of some repute. He's only got a couple of minutes to play with, so I don't expect anything out of this, but... I think he's going to be a name we're going to be seeing a lot more of in the future. Wins his first touch in football, <laughs> in professional football. 
goalkeeper makes an almighty cock up of a forward ball there. He came far wide out of his box, trying to take a ball on the volley. Missed it, miscued, and puts it out for a throw in in the end by Keystone Cop Methods. As it is, Mill probably going to finish the game in possession over on that far left-hand side. How much more time the referee will give us. Into the last minute of the game now, so probably a few more seconds to play. There's the final whistle, Mill win it 2-0, listeners. What do we say about that? Well, poor opponents. They really didn't play well, Swindon. But we can only play who's set up against us. It was a masterful show by Millwall. Probably should have won it by a much more considerable margin. Two goal lead, uh, two goal, two goal uh, victory. Could have been three, could have been four, could have been five. You can take your pick out of those score lines. But here we go, that's been Churlish. Mr. Bye for now. He's got it playing for you. I'll leave you out with this now. We'll be right back after rocking all over the world with Mr. Omar Ronane. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Achtung, Mailball. All right, big welcome back onto the show to Mr. Omar Ronane. Welcome back, Omar. Thank you very much for having me on, Nick. Last time you and I spoke, it was in the aftermath of a drab nil-nil draw. I think it was at Scunthorpe, mate. Yesterday's game was quite a, quite an odd. Um, it was oddly comfortable, I thought. It was very, very comfortable. I don't know, a part of me left the ground thinking we were superb. Another part of me felt like Swindon were really, really poor. So, uh, in, in conclusion, really happy, obviously, to win. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think everyone that was there yesterday will be wrestling with that dilemma. I know I certainly did on the drive home. Um, 
You're right. I mean, Swindon were clearly they're a club in 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 problems. They had a, a huge injury list, I think, going into the game. And they, for me, yesterday they they represented where we were. Just a few, you know, it doesn't seem that long ago since we were playing that kind of possession football that went nowhere. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we kind of, I don't know if it was even us trying to play possession football back in a few weeks ago, we were trying to get it too forward too quickly. Yeah. But um, I think they just kind of looked like a team with no ideas, to be honest. It was a shame, really, because it, it could have been a good match, but I'm not going to complain if, if we're going to dominate. And credit to their fans. I mean, at the end, they did give an ironic cheer when they got their first shot on goal. So, But apart from that, it was really comfortable. So we'll make it continue. Yeah, I mean, you've got a feel for Swindon. I mean, they're a decent club. Um, I've got I've got time for them and their fans. It's, it's, it's one of the real proper football clubs of English football. They're clearly in a tailspin at the moment. They sacked their manager after yesterday's defeat, uh, Mark mm. Cooper. Um, he joins a long and illustrious line of managers sacked in the aftermath of a Millwall defeat, Omar, didn't he? <laughs> is it really that bad to lose to Millwall at the dead? I mean, it's crushing, mate. It's it, crushing. <laughs> it's the last straw. It is the last straw. I know, but um, it's, to be fair, I suppose if you've not won in eight games and they've lost seven of them, it's kind of ominous that he's going to get the sacks, especially because they were in the playoffs last season. But yeah, I mean, another person's add to the list and. I'm, well, I mean, we'll look forward to Blackpool on Tuesday, so hopefully we can get someone else on the list, maybe. <laughs> well, let's, let's keep working on it. Yeah. It does seem to be a regular pattern, though. I mean, it was an important win for us yesterday, I thought, because we, we had, we'd we missed a game um, the weekend before. Mm-hmm. We were, I mean, the division is so tight in this early stage of the season that we were, you know, one one missed um, win and you're kind of on, on the fringes of the bottom part of the table, whereas yesterday's result obviously takes us to 13th. And we're in a kind of like an 18 grouping there, aren't we? A pack covered by about two points, I think. And we're in 13th position at the moment. So it was an important win for confidence, I thought, Omar. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it was kind of important we got off to a good start. It tends to be so, especially at home. I mean, against Rochdale, we were great and got off to a good start. It's just it's important to kind of set your intentions from the go. And I thought a few players were outstanding yesterday, especially George Savile coming in on loan. I thought yeah. he was really, really good yesterday, to be honest. Well, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, 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 uh, during the live piece that I did, I, I named, um, I, was, I was wrestling between Savile and Steve Morrison as my man in the match. I, I started out with Savile and then I think I chopped and changed to Morrison by the end of the, the, the live piece. But on reflection, having slept on it, I think I think you're right. I think George Savile was superb yesterday. I gave him a, a 9 out of 10 for his performance. I thought it was absolutely all round the range of passing was quite something to to behold. Definitely. I think what it was with Savile is it wasn't really a standout performance, but it's just what you expect from a top-class central midfielder. And he just done everything right. He was giving a short option to the defenders. Every time he got the ball, he was able to turn and face towards goal and he was picking out passes going forward. So definitely a really good acquisition. I don't know whether we'll be able to keep him on past the initial loan stage. So it'd be interesting to see what happens, if he goes, who will be replacing him. I think him and Williams were really, really good in the middle yesterday together. Yeah, superb duo in midfield. And I mean, the story of yesterday was was obviously the midfield domination. I, I can't remember dominating a team so completely. I mean, I was, I was trying to think before this show and I can't think of anyone where we've... Um, you're going back many, many years since we actually... Uh, you know, just ran the game in that way. And we, and we did run it yesterday, Omar, didn't we? For sure. I mean, it, I, I was doing um, a commentary on the Lions live tweet yesterday. Oh, you know, at oh. time. <laughs> I know, I shouldn't have mentioned him. But um, yeah. it was really, really good. I mean, at half time it could have been 5 or 6 nil, And it was it was just such a weird game. I mean, like I said, we were really, really on it. But then Swindon were really, really poor as well. So defensively, every time the ball went in the box, it just looked like something was going to happen. So, I mean, it's good to see that we're able to obviously continuously perform like that at home. It's been a few games in a row now. Hopefully we can just get the away form back and get a good result on Tuesday. 
I mean, it's a football cliche, Omer, and I, I, the point you just made there is, is, a, is one of the talking points I wanted to bring up. It's a football cliche, you can only beat who's in front of you, so that's that goes for every team from Real Madrid down to, to Cray Wanderers. You've only ever got who's, who turns out against you, and they were poor, so... Those are those are important points to make. Mm-hmm. We did look good. We were finding space from midfield. Some of the runs forward by the forward players, O'Brien and, and Gregory particularly, they were finding space regularly, weren't they? Um, so, and it sounds churlish. Next point I'm going to make, but should we have had five and six? We we could have, but should we have? I believe so. I think it was that kind of game. I think every time we had a chance on goal, it's either the keeper made a good save or we scruffed our lines. I think you, you're saying Morrison was probably, he had a really good game and led the line, as you'd expect someone of Morrison to do. Yeah. But he could have easily walked away with four or five goals yesterday. He had a few chances in the first half. He had a couple in the second half. And he'd be disappointed not to at least get on the score sheet, I think. Yeah, I mean, Harris speaking after the game on the um, on the YouTube channel said that he's hoping they're saving some of these chances up for... Tuesday night and then next mm. Saturday up at Sheffield. It's, it's a good point, really. Um, I mean, the, the, the Swindon goalkeeper did an outstanding job for them. Because, I mean, it, you know, to keep it down to less than double figures, I think, on the balance of plays, it, it was quite a performance. I mean, I'm just looking at the the BPC stats here. I mean, 20 shots, 20 Millwall shots, 10 on target. I can't remember the last time we saw statistics like that. Um, Definitely, yeah. And to score twice, two, two well-taken goals in, in, in both cases... But you know, you, you, we did all leave, and it maybe is churlish to with a sense of um, I don't know. We should have we should have had more out of that that game. You know, a bigger win. Yeah, I mean, I suppose at least we know the performances are there. It's just like Harry said himself. Probably we need to try and probably put pedal to the metal. Especially, I think a couple of games ago was it Port Vale away? We had a similar performance yeah, where yeah, yeah. I was I was at Port Vale, and it could have literally been three or four nil in this first twenty minutes. So I mean, it's good to see that under Harris, especially, we're creating loads of chances. Under Holloway, we probably get one or two chances a game, and that's pretty much it. Of course, it's a different standard of football now being League One, but it's good to see that with the way we're playing, it's it's direct. It's good to get out of the opposition and try and make as much chances as possible. So it will change eventually. I'm sure we'll be a team five or six nil this season, but. I'm not going to complain if we're going to get three points in anyway. No, no, I mean, you're, you're right. We can't be greedy. It's, we can't be greedy. <laughs> <laughs> we can be greedy. We're, we're all fans. We always want more. Um, I mean, it's in, I, I thought there was a, one of the interesting points from yesterday as well. I'm just watching the the Sky clip. There's a Sky highlights clip on on their on their website and um, some fantastic crosses coming. And Joe Martin uh, just crossed in and, and the early chance of Morrison where there's like a looping cross. Yep. Tipped over by the by the the Swindon goalkeeper, set the story, you know the scene early on, didn't it? Yeah, I think Joe Martin had a bit of a nervy start. I remember his first touch; he was bombing down the left hand side, and then he kind of just misplaced his touch and took it out for a goal kick. But he seemed pretty good, to be honest. I mean, obviously it's his first league game, and um, we've not seen much of him, but he seems to be that kind of left back. I think Harris would have wanted kind of a solid compact unit, and then he can also get forward as well. And it's definitely worthwhile bring him in I think it would be interesting to see whether he can, can keep his running form going because at Gillingham he tends to get injured quite a bit so hopefully he's past that and can keep get a run of games in the team yeah I mean we don't need any more fragile players um, no Paris Cowan Hall we're talking to you mate um, <laughs> I mean I, I thought he looked very solid I mean you know the for the first time for some time and the story was the midfield and forward line yesterday Omar, but I actually thought the sub story was the defence because they, they, they looked very calm and collected, and I think from from Martin, then Beavers and Craig in the middle, and of course Ed Carlos, we we always know about. It's classy. That defensive line just looked like it was in total control of whatever was coming at it. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of alluded to it in the past, especially in the last week. I kind of see Craig and Beavers as the ideal partnership at the back 
they kind of complement each other. Obviously, the obvious thing is they're both left-footed and it could be an issue, but one's shorter, one's more agile, and one's obviously the target that can try and win headers. So I think it's a really good combination that could potentially be worthwhile taking us through the season because Craig's done the job there before. I remember when he played with Sack Whitbread yeah, when we got to the yeah. playoffs originally when we lost to uh, Scunthorpe. Yeah, so yeah. I think Craig can definitely do a job there, and he's obviously the no-nonsense defender, and then Beavers is the more kind of... I think with Edwards in the team, he gives every defense, every defender an, an extra touch on the ball. They're more confident to kind of pass it out. So, yeah, definitely the whole defense looks really, really good together yesterday. I'm just looking at the first goal there, um, which was a <clears throat> fantastic run down the wing by Aidan O'Brien. Breakout defense. We 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 weren't exactly absorbing pressure, Omer. We we, 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 were, we were letting them pass the ball around for no great purpose with the classic two banks of four in front of Swindon at that stage. We'd had an early chance with uh, Morrison. And then it was just a breakout defence. Um, O'Brien's going down the the right wing. Fantastic pass into the stride of Lee Gregory, who kind of you know slotted his chance away on on the run in off the goalkeeper. It was a really really nice work goal and settled a lot of nerves for one 0 didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've not really mentioned Lee Gregory so far, and I can imagine there's some people that are really really big Lee Gregory fans being disappointed because he had a really good game yesterday as well. I mean, it's it's hard it to count two did. or three people, but yeah. he had. He, you can tell he he had, he had the chance and. He really looked determined to make the most of it. And good luck to him, I suppose. I mean, the reason I kind of criticise Gregory is that he should be the person in the box. And yesterday, throughout the game, he was that person that was in the box looking lively. So hopefully that might continue. I mean, the key for a striker is to, yeah, you've played well one game. Can you follow up with the next five games? So it'll be interesting to see whether we can see the best of Lee Gregory over the next five or six games. It seems to have... Um, I mean, it's been a point of conversation a lot this season. And, you know... I must admit, I've, I was reaching the point. Maybe I'm still at the point where I'm, I'm thinking to myself, he doesn't really have the uh, the golden touch, the X factor, whatever you want to call it, as a striker at this level. Uh, and then he produced a, a really high energy performance yesterday. Took that chance well, Omar, <laughs> didn't he? I mean, you know, it was it was it was a chance that um, on another day maybe it would have been saved. I don't know, but to get the get that strike early on and then to pr- uh, produce the work rate that he did. Mm-hmm outstanding from him really yeah I mean I kind of thought especially in recent times he looks a bit off the pace but yesterday yeah. he looks well involved in the game so hopefully it's just maybe that's what he needed he got the goal obviously against Northampton as well so it's two and two now for him so hopefully that's a bit of a kind of encouragement for him to keep going I'm sure he'll get a chance on Tuesday night as well he had chances in the championship and I mean that's the thing a striker gets a chance a game it's just whether or not he takes it so hopefully this kind of form continues for him and obviously gives a chance to see the real Gregory that we want to see from him yeah, I mean, the same. This comment applied to the midfield as much as to Lee Gregory up front. Um, Swindon were conceding a fair amount of time and space to our, our, our midfield and, and forward line, and you know you won't always get that. But that said, um, we were making some fantastic runs. I'm just looking at the second goal. There's a fantastic little run into the box from um, Gregory, and then slammed home from O'Brien with with um, with authority from the edge of the box. That was a brilliant goal. I thought that second one. Yeah, definitely. I think um, Gregory kind of pursued it down the right hand side, didn't he? And he yeah. he's he done well to be fair to him. Persistent. And he was yeah, persistent, wasn't he? He was a nuisance in the back line, which is what we want to see exactly from the centre forwards, don't we? So um, good luck to obviously Gregory. Um, yeah. But uh, I thought O'Brien took it well as well, and um, maybe the keeper could have saved it, but it was uh, a good strike. So yeah. well, he, got, he got a touch to both goals there, goalkeeper, and he also yeah. did, he performs some um, some miracles throughout the course of the match. I mean. He, a few minutes after after the second goal, I think uh, Morrison went. Um, he saved down low. Morrison went um, inches wide, I think, from another chance. In that, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just chance upon chance in that first half. I, I actually didn't want that first half to stop. 
No, me neither. Then obviously they went off to a nice a little applause from the crowd as well. So I yeah. think every single person in the stadium appreciated the good first half football we saw. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, possession-wise, interesting statistic. I'm not a huge one for these things because, you know, as they always say, the only statistic that matters is the 2-0 scoreline. But of course. it was actually a 53% possession for Millwall, according to the BBC, so therefore 47 to Swindon. It was actually, that implies a more even match, Omer, doesn't it, than what we saw yeah, I mean, obviously Swindon, if you've probably had, I think there's another chart you can, I don't know if you can see it on BBC Sport, but like you can splare into the thirds of the pitch. I yeah. mean, Swindon probably kept the ball in their half the majority of the game. Um, I think what Harris was very, very clear of, in especially in the games recently, and especially leading up to this game, it's about patience off the ball. I think what he understands is that the way we kind of line up is we're going to sit back and we're going to absorb it and then hit teams on the break. And I think with being at home, some fans want us to be in their faces from the start, kind of chasing the game yeah. non-stop. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, they want us to be the authority in the game, but sometimes you need to kind of let the team come onto you for us to have a chance. And I think we play much better that kind of way. Obviously the first goal came through that way. I mean, they had the ball, Edwards intercepted it and then Williams sent Aidan O'Brien on his way. So maybe we are a counter-attacking team under Harris, but I think it's probably better that way instead of being so open and getting picked off like we did against Coventry. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think you're right. Um, that result yesterday will be a massive um, aid to Neil Harris because this style does require... I mean, yesterday was a classic example of kind of sitting back, letting the other team have a lot of aimless possession. And then when we did go forwards, we looked dangerous each time. I think people will accept um, that style of play at home if we do look dangerous each time we're going forwards, like we did yesterday, finding space, getting opportunities in the box. And yes, there's a big marker on that on that, on that journey, I think, because it, it can point to that and say, look, it works. There it is, that game there, that one where we beat Swindon 2-0. Yeah, I think the last few games have been kind of in that mould as well, even against Northampton. I don't know if he was there in the JPT, but um, yeah. it was a similar kind of mould. I think League One and League Two teams, even conference teams, when I've gone to watch a few conference games, they like to keep the ball a bit more. And it's not necessarily, the football's kind of changed now. and We've all been kind of surprised by it, because obviously the championship's end-to-end chasing the game. Yeah. But League One is all about kind of taking your time on the ball, picking the right pass, and then obviously building from there. But I think if we kind of play this way and we can narrow it down the way we have, there's no reason why we can't continue getting good results like this. I've written down a very, very, um, uh, I don't know what, what you'd want to call it, it's a comment, I've just written on my notes, that it's the folly of possession for its own sake, the Barcelonas of the third division, they haven't got, yeah. the, they haven't <laughs> got the players to play that style, I mean there's probably only a very few teams that can play it with any great you know, precision, and everyone's trying to be like Barcelona, but we're, I think I said yesterday in the live piece, it's like we're trying to paint Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel with um, London Borough Greenwich painters and decorators, you know, it's it's not, um, it don't work for many, many teams, unfortunately. No, not really, and it is interesting to see, because I don't, I can't remember, I think the only team in this league that will play to the way we expect them to is Bradford, where obviously they've got Hansen up top and they're going to lump it to him, yeah. but it is really surprising to see, like, literally every team we've played this season does like to knock it around the back, but it's just kind of aimless possession so I mean the only team that kind of picked us off was Coventry of course and they kind of demolished us yeah they us, turned us over that's right yeah they drew yesterday with Blackpool though so I don't know how to think about that going into Blackpool on Tuesday but I think it'd be it's, it's, it's a big surprise but I'm kind of hoping that we can continue playing the way we are against these kind of teams and hopefully keep winning Totally. I think they've all been watching Revista La Liga on Sky. <laughs> I think they've all thought that's the way we've got to go now. Um, I don't know. Let's run through the team, the team ratings. I mean, Jordan Archer had nothing to do yesterday at all, did he? I mean, there was one opportunity late where the, um, the whole ground took the piss out of uh, Swindon. Mm-hmm. Even their own fans were taking the piss because it was their one shot. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise, he had nothing to do other than to uh, take the goal kicks occasionally. Nothing. I gave him six out of ten because he didn't actually have anything to do. 
Yeah, he's probably the only person that's got a six out of ten, excluding the subs, because he's done pretty much nothing yesterday. So no criticism towards Jordan, but obviously, yeah, he's been solid since he came in. So yeah, six is a fair reflection of the game yesterday. Um, Carlos Edwards, again, I think it was the standard classy performance from a player that we just take for granted, rather. I mean, he's 37 years old, Omer. And it's incredible. It is incredible. And he was the first to, and you know, the whole team were the first to the ball yesterday, but... You know, we're talking about Carlos. See, another very, very strong performance from him, I felt. Yeah, I get a bit nervy when I see him kind of go for the one-on-one challenges, thinking, is he going to get his injury? But I suppose he's only really had that one injury in his later career. So maybe we should probably forget that fear. I did kind of think he kind of went off the ball towards the last, before the last international break. But yeah. it's to be under, I think it's to be expected considering the year out of football. So, but I'd give him a seven for yesterday. Yeah, no, he seven, seems to be on the boil. Seven was my choice because it was the... It was the identical Carlos Edwards performance, mm-hmm. which is a very, very good product. It's almost like, um, you know, I don't know, like an Apple iPhone. You expect it to be good, and there it is. It is good. Expectation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Tony Craig, again, I've given seven to because I thought he actually had a, a good um, the defensive line completely had a good show yesterday. Yeah, I think probably seven's all around for the bat four, to be honest. He, Craig kind of, he, he doesn't have to do much yesterday because we didn't really get challenged by Swindon's uh, opposition up front. But I think to lead, he's kind of led by example, I suppose, done his job correctly and carried on for the rest of the team. Yeah, and I, I liked Mark Beavers yesterday. I mean, he just stood maybe a little touch taller in my eyes yesterday. I thought he actually had a very cool and calm um, uh, manner about him yesterday. I've given him an 8 out of 10 because he he just made one or two, um, he got his foot in front of the ball a few times, he got himself in front of the red shirt a few times, all the things that he's paid for, to do, and that's his profession. But mm-hmm. he did them very well yesterday. I, I like Mark Beavers yesterday. Yeah, he kind of stamped his authority on the game, didn't he? And said, this is going to be my game to win. And yeah. he, he kind of led by example again. And he, I mean, what I worry about with Beavers, I think he's in his last year of contract and there's been murmurings of him going back up north. And he has been, he gets a lot of stick for some people whenever we're doing bad, but he's been a really good player for us since he joined. And he's that kind of player I think we need in the back four. He brings a bit of height and obviously he's been good going forward this season. So yeah, I think eight out of ten is a fair reflection and I hope he does kind of maybe commit to the club a bit longer. So we'll Yeah, well, I'd second that. I mean, it'd be nice to see him stay in London them rather than shooting back up the M1 but um, you know I suppose family and um, mm. you know we all know how life goes so um, but well done to Mark yesterday I, I, I like that performance um, agreed Joe Martin I liked um, now I, I've written down on my notes here that he looked like he's been playing all of his life and he just slotted in um, I thought he did very very well he gave that left side with um, Shane Ferguson a lot more structure I mean I thought that was a really standout part of yesterday's performance the way that we were attacking down the left Definitely. I think um, he kind of, him and Ferguson had a kind of understanding together. They kind of play similar roles where they're kind yeah. of aware of one goes forward, one stays back, and they've kind of linked up well together. I think we've got about five or six left footers in our team when I read him through it, which is quite surprising. So there's definitely balance to the side, and it's well welcomed on the left hand side because the start of the season, we was playing ups in there, and it kind of didn't feel right. And so it's good to see, obviously, Martin and Ferguson coming on the left hand side and kind of cement their places. I gave him an eight out of ten. What do you yeah, go for? I'd another give him an eight as well. Yeah, eight probably. As well. Yeah, good, good call. O'Brien playing more as a winger yesterday in midfield. Um, I like Aiden O'Brien. I think he's he's a really strong player. He, he, more than Fred for me, actually. I think he's got the he's got the look about him. Uh, I think he'll go far in the game. He's he's really got that electric um, thinking and pace. Yeah, I think when I last came on, uh, we did we didn't have him playing for us. So when we was you know going through a little bit of dodgy spell, and I think I kind of alluded to it in, in pre-season before he got injured. He just he surprised me a bit. He seemed to come on leaps and bounds, and he can he's just developed so much. He can carry the ball, and he's that kind of player you need in the side. He can float across anywhere across the pitch, and 
he's got the ability to pick the ball up and run with it, as he did yesterday for the first goal, and it's definitely needed in the side. And I think he is probably a bit more developed than Fred, but he is a few years older than him, so yes. maybe that's something to take into consideration. But I'd give, probably give Aiden an eight or maybe a nine. Yes, yeah, uh, 8.5. Sure. I'll give him 8.5. Eight, eight and a half. It's settled for 8.5. I, <laughs> I like that. One thing I will say to, to listeners, if you, I mean, they'll all be looking at the highlights anyway, but check the weight of that pass out to Lee Gregory for the opening goal. You know, attacking run down the right-hand side and it was a perfectly weighted pass through to Gregory going into the box. It really was a thing of beauty and I, I just think he's, that's that's what sets him apart slightly. I, I think he's got that footballing brain over, you know. Absolutely. Maybe he's, he's probably maybe a lightweight in the side if you're defending maybe in certain games, but he's def, definitely a, an asset going forward. Totally. Sean Williams yesterday, I thought he played well. The, the midfield duos, Williams and Savile, both um, I've given Williams a marginal 8.5, just slightly behind George Savile. But as a double act yesterday, Savile and Williams, that, that really looked a good um, double act in midfield. Yeah, they had the, they've only played two games together and they had the understanding. One goes forward, one stays back and they kind of dropped in, taking turns. They're similar kind of players. So, they are, yeah. So it's, it's, sometimes it could work against you, but they seem to have an understanding together already. I was a bit hesitant thinking we're going to miss Jimmy a lot, but obviously Swindon were quite bad yesterday, so it's hard to tell whether we'll still miss Jimmy going into the next few games. Obviously, Sheffield United is coming up and that probably will be a big game where we'd miss someone like Jimmy, but I think they both played really, really well yesterday and I probably would give Williams just an 8.5 as well and it's probably a Savile and 9 when we get onto him. I've called Savile the, the, the Peckham <coughs> the Peckham Beckenbauer here. Yeah, trying to go back <laughs> Peckham Beckenbauer. I don't, I don't, don't quite work, but anyway, I'll stick with the uh, the, the, the tag there. I, I do I do agree. I mean, Jimmy Abdu gives you Mister Awkward. He's the bloke that you can beat, and he's straight back in front of you, and he'll keep yep. snapping at your heels. Which neither of these two do quite, but they do do the classier side of the game very very well. And that's that's nice to see. Um, Shane was it Shane or Sean Shane Ferguson there on on the on the um, on the left. Um, I thought he did very well yesterday as well, working with uh, Joe Martin. Um, I like him. I like, I like Ferguson. I think he's a good attacking left-sided player. He's brought yeah. a lot to the club. He's a really solid left-footed winger, really. I mean, I was surprised yesterday because we are not really seeing him get the ball and run with it too much. And yesterday, every time he got the ball, he was keen to get going and get to the byline, get a ball in the box of the attackers. So long may that continue. Obviously, he's. I think I don't know what his situation is at Newcastle. I know he's in his last year of contract, so yeah. it's intriguing to see whether... I don't think he's probably got a part to play there, so maybe there might be something in the brewing for us to get him on a permanent. Obviously, Harris has said whenever he signs someone on loan, it would be maybe potentially for the long term. So I think he's been really, really good recently, and I do hope we kind of get him in, maybe. Right, he is a really good player. I mean, given the quality of the, the two loan signings, we've got George Savile and we've got Shane Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Both have contributed, both have made a big impact, um, in Savile in a very short space of time. Um, but both are quality loans, Homer, aren't they? I mean, we've seen some right old pony down the club in our time. <laughs> um, and it's just, re- it's so refreshing to see players that are coming in. If they are on short term deals, you can, you know, you can say, well, thanks a lot for what you've done. And, you know, if they have to move on, so be it. But it'd be nice to see them stay, as you say. Absolutely. They're kind of, I think maybe it's what Harris has done. They've bought into mentality from the go, really, and they've kind of committed to the club and they're giving their all for the team. So that's all you could really ask for from them. And long may that continue. Up front, we've spoken a bit about um, Lee Gregory. I've given him an 8 out of 10, um, which seems a little bit harsh because he, he did a huge amount of work and made some nice runs and some nice passes at times. But he's just not taking the chances. I mean, second half, he had a couple of opportunities which weren't put away. And he's a striker. He's got to start taking these chances, Omar. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's got two and two now. So hopefully it's a bit of motivation for him. But yeah. I agree. I think that's the only thing that's holding him back from being that leading striker we want from him. We just want him to play 10 games, score nine goals or something, and then everyone can go hang about. We've got a decent forward here. So, totally. I mean, he worked his nuts off yesterday. So, yeah, I'd agree with an eight for him. 
And Morrison, I've written a statesman-like performance up front. He does look like he's really settled into this new role at the club. He's, he's almost like the senior statesman now in, in, in the group. <clears throat> Another good game. I mean, there's some of the tackling, some of the opportunities that were created by a tackling from the very front. Um, you know, being put through on goal a couple of times, maybe he should have had more out of the game. That's, that's for that reason. Only I've marked him at 8.5. Yeah. Close, close with George Savile for me. Yes, there's man of the match. Absolutely. I think the only thing he was missing was that goal, of course. And um, But I agree with you. I think him and Craig have come in and obviously you can maybe argue they're towards the end of their careers or whatever and maybe they've had their good days and all that kind of stuff. But I think Harris is kind of seeing now what he wanted from them. Morrison leads from the front. Craig's kind of the organiser at the back. And I think it's kind of forming together now. And Morrison yesterday was really impressive and he's always keen to give advice to Aidan I've seen during yeah. games and yeah. even Gregory. He's yeah. always like, even if they do something wrong, he's that kind of person that points out to you and maybe you could call him an arsehole for that. But he's that person that you can definitely see as the kind of mentor towards Gregory and Aidan O'Brien. And this is what breeds team spirit, club spirit. And it's fantastic to see mm. that. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that totally. Speaking to BBC Radio London after the game, Neil Harris <coughs> was delighted with a clean sheet because he worked. they'd worked hard for a lot last 10 days I think it does show that the hard work within the group is is starting to show a lot there's a lot of movement and a lot of um anticipation as to where players will be now and it's that's that's a real contrast with the early stage of the season the attack yeah. call it the attacking play aren't yeah I think like I said we probably could have got five or six goals yesterday and every single time we got the ball we looked intent on going towards goal and it's it's refreshing to see there's no like passing it around the back aimlessly like maybe what Swindon were doing yesterday and every time we got the ball there was an intent to it so obviously at Peterborough we've done a similar kind of play as well but we obviously conceded five while we scored three but I think it's good to see it's refreshing and it's nice to see that every time we go into a game we look like we're going to score a goal. Yeah I mean Harris says we're edging back to where we want to be with our home form but what's important now is that we, re- we recover and prepare correctly for a big game on Tuesday night up at Blackpool. Now, you're going up there for that one, Omar, aren't you? It's a big game, actually. It's quite an important fixture. Yeah, I'm up there staying in a, a travel lodge overnight on the Tuesday night. So <laughs> you'll, you'll get the Acton Millwall Cross yep. Award for bravery and merit for going up there for that one, mate. Well <laughs> done to you. To it, though. Yeah, I mean, I've, I can't remember the last time I missed the game. I do love going, and it's the bug, isn't it? The Millwall bug. We work all week, we spend our money going to watch the football. Harris has got it right, really. And he knows that's probably what's the most refreshing about Harris being in charge. He understands what us fans, what we do, and what we want from the club. And I think it's coming together nicely. Hopefully, we can get a good result on Tuesday. I don't, I mean, Blackpool started to improve their form recently and they got a really good draw yesterday at Coventry they ruined my accumulator but um <laughs> so hopefully we can get a bit of extra revenge on them tomorrow on Tuesday sorry so yeah I'm looking forward to it I think it might be a cagey game but I will take a 1-0 win if, if it was presented to us of course you and me both mate fantastic well said um look forward to um speaking to you again soon I'm, I really appreciate your time coming on the Sunday morning on the back end of a, of a, of a night out for, us, for the pair of us different mm-hmm. locations I hasten to add um, well done, mate. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And speak Thank to you, you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon. Thanks for having me on again.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.